Yo, 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 listen to the Nico Suave podcast. I don't have headphones in, but that doesn't matter, does it? Uh, nah, you should be good, hopefully. I mean, don't be yelling or nothing. You yeah, have a yeah, yeah. right now. But... I got headphones, but they're wireless ones. Last time I had um, ones that you plug in. Uh, you should be good. Um, All right. Your shit is loud, but I mean, I could tone it down. Um, <laughs> yeah, you straight. Um, I might, I might add the video to this too. Um, you got a nice little setup, so you straight. But yeah, I might add the video to this. I don't know. But um, everybody was feeling your episode. Like once I dropped that, everybody was tapping into that shit because they wanted to hear you. Because you know, Drew's from LD. Everybody wanted to see what you was talking about. Yeah, man. That's uh, I gotta get back to a school like that, man. I haven't hit much luck. Hitting on this uh out here in Norfolk, man. Gotta get back to a school like that. What you mean, school like that? What you what's wrong with Norfolk? It's just like it's just different kids, man. Like Lee, like Lee Davis, like you might have kids that like they, they don't care, but it's like a different kind of don't care. Yeah. Like you you still like got the tools to like graduate and stuff, but it's like you don't really care. You're gonna graduate. It's just kind of like. You just don't really care. Out here sometimes it's like, bro, can you read? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a different yeah. kind of like. <laughs> I like, feel it. Uh, I, yeah, I just started too, bro. I just started my job. Um, I guess I'm, my job title is technically a um, assigned sub, but basically I'm just an assistant. Um, yeah, that's cool though. You got to start somewhere too. Yeah, and um. Yeah, my school, bro, my school dynamic is really different. Like, it's not something I envision, like, getting started with. But my school dynamic, we got 30 kids. I told you the Georgetown school, we got yeah. 30 kids. Yeah, and it's just all, like, uh, I don't know, you, you got to, it, it's a lot more, you have to have a helping hand a lot more. Like, it's really, you got to guide them through everything. And it's cool, but it's it's a lot different, I'd say. Um, I ain't picture it, but it's cool. Shit, you got to start somewhere, like you said. Is it, um... Are the kids, are they in person right now? Yeah, y'all aren't in person, are y'all? Y'all are virtual. I don't, I don't like the whole virtual setup, man. <laughs> you told me you was feeling it at first. I mean, like, from, like, a, I guess from, like, an adult standpoint, like, I don't got to do, like, the same things. But, like, you know, I like to joke and laugh and tell stories and have side conversation. And yeah, they just sit there, don't it? Yeah, I can't even see them. They, they don't talk yeah. back. Like, there's, I can't even see the, I can't even see their screens. Like, the most interaction I'm going to get is through a chat. And I'm like... Yeah, that yeah, I would I wouldn't like that at all. I like, and that's kind of at my school, at my school where I'm at. Uh, the interaction is really limited too. Like they, I don't. I mean, I got a theory on it, but I don't. You know, I don't, I don't know who's listening, but yeah, it's like the the school dynamic. Like we, there's no interaction for real. Like it's really dead, and I feel like, um, bro. Yeah, I I can't vibe with that. But I mean, shit, I, I'm getting paid, so. Well, and I mean that's the. But that's the thing. Remember that you're doing a job, and you the main thing is you're learning. Like you're learning yeah. the business of it, you're learning what's going on. And I think as you go along, you start to like, okay, this is what I want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was first at Lee Davis, it was kind of like it was cool, but it was like I don't know. I didn't know the things I know now. So it's like that would be a better fit for me now than it was when I was, you know, 23, 24. Now I'm not, you know, going back there now. I'm like, man, it's easy. Yeah, bro, bro, when I first started, my first, I've been there, what, like, five days now, so I've only completed one week, but, man, like, walking into work, it's like, bro, I really get paid to do this, like, this shit is, I'm really just helping kids, and, like, that's what I like to mm-hmm. do, and I'm really getting money for that, that shit. Yeah, 
And and I think the thing too is like, and it's, it's an impact to me because I have like a um, I got a I got a, like an ego. Everything you know, I got that competitiveness. Like I want to be the best. You know what I'm saying? I want to be at the top. And I feel like you got to be careful because teaching isn't that sport where like you're gonna be making like six figures. Yeah. You start to see your friends, they buying houses, they buying these cars, they doing this, they doing that. Man, the job that you do as a teacher is way better than all those things. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be at work most of your life. And so it's like, if you have that experience, it's like stay in that lane and like figure out the money situation, like budget, don't buy a certain vehicle, don't do certain things because it's like, that's so, it's invaluable, man, to like what you do. I'm not even saying love what you do, but to like what you do, man, man, you can't put a price tag on that. Yeah, one of the teachers today said something that I definitely feel. He was like, a lot of people ask me, like, how much do you make? And he was like, I respond to them. I make a difference. And that's so corny, but, like, for yeah. like I do, like, that's what I got into this for. Like, I wanted to help kids, and I do that on a daily basis. So that's so tough that I really, like, get paid to just help kids, like, learn, yeah. which is crazy. But you were speaking to the competitive uh, aspect of it. Um, it's crazy because I was thinking that this morning when I was coming in, you know, I'm competitive, too. I got that background and like I was thinking like, yeah, like this job is cool and all, but I'm already looking to the next step because clearly I'm not trying to stay right here. So I'm really competitive in the fact that like I'm getting paid. I know how much I'm getting paid and I know how much the, the actual teachers are getting paid. And yeah. I'm like really competitive. Like I deserve that. Like that's what I should be yeah. getting right now. And that's what I guess that's what keeps pushing me on for real right now. Yeah, and I think that's important too, like getting that, um, you know, that certified role. So you are making that salary because you'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's important too that I always say is making sure you're taking advantage of that schedule. You know, like that's that's um so important. That's yeah. so important because the flexibility of that, like, you know, you got weekends, you got your holidays, you got your summers or whatever it is, making sure that you're doing things that like make up for that. Like, yeah. I, okay, I've been here, I've done this, I've experienced this. Like, so you want to have like, man, my work is good and my life outside of work is good. Yeah. You know and what I mean? That's that's one of the reasons I got into it too. One of I guess would be like the second or third reason I got into it is the flexibility with the schedule and stuff. Cause clearly I've I'm only twenty two, but you know, I'm trying to have a family and whatnot. And that schedule right there is just beautiful. I don't think another job could say that they have a besides an athlete, maybe they got a schedule like that. But uh, I and I always say it's better to have be a teacher or you better just be rich. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so. I mean, we definitely deserve more money though. Like that shit, uh it, I, it opened my eyes, you know, once I started, like, they really get underpaid for real for what they do. Well, it depends, though. Like, if you if you really break it down of how many, it depends. Like, it just depends on how you look at it. Like, there's people a, always say. There's a scale, right? Like, the more years you yeah. get in, more and more you make. Yeah, so, like, people always say that, like, teachers are underpaid or whatever. I mean, it's not, you the jobs are more than just money. Like, you get more out of of that profession and I would say like other professions so like okay you could go work this job over here and make 70 80k but they can work you like a dog yeah and then it's like not even just working you like a dog it's like you're not even gonna like what you do yeah you may like the people you work with or like the company you work for but the actual job itself you know like are you really about to you know I mean come on now and then it's like and then it's really start thinking like why do I need more money for what reason Shit, I can tell. I can give you a bunch of reasons. Well, why. I'm saying, I'm saying, once you get to that place of like comfort, like you got your house, yeah. and you got your vehicle, you got then your basics just, covered. You're overdoing it after that. 
Yeah, well, it's almost like, okay, what do I got to give up in order to make more? Yeah. And then it's like you're trying to buy, like, a nice car to justify, like, man, how many hours you working or doing. I don't know, man. I'd rather like what I do. I ain't got to yeah. love it. I just need to like it. Yeah. No, nah, that, that's true. That's definitely a way to look at it. Yeah. I th- Once you get at that point where you have access, where you have excess money li- laying around, it's like, what am I really, like, what are my goals? I feel like that starts to, like, mess with your, your uh your morals and stuff and that's when that shit starts to change yeah more is it more is a disease man so how how have the online classes been or not classes the virtual learning been like what is like what's the downfall i mean of course you can't interact with them the way you want to but like what else is really like killing it for real you can't tell the kids are learning like and you just can't tell like you can't tell they're getting you get no like personal um feedback i yeah. don't know like are you listening are you in your car are you listening to music you got me on mute like i really don't know and i can't really hold you accountable but i will say like it's given me the ability to um like, i don't have classroom management issues yeah you know i'm not drained at the end of the day where i'm just interacting with 100 people um, you, know what I'm saying? you know what i'm saying so like logistically like doing my job is a whole lot easier it's just like you don't get any of the extracurriculars in, in a virtual learning format. Was there like a was there like a curve you had to get over, like a hump you had to get over? Cause that's like a whole new setting. Like that's for me thinking about me teaching in a classroom, I feel like one of my skills would be like my interaction, like you said. So then taking yeah. it out of it, I that would be a whole new teacher, you know what I'm saying? Like what what kind of hump like was there a hump that you had to get over that was like crazy? I think also too like the expectations. I, I you know like it's it's everybody's first time doing it. So it's like everything's kind of like on the go. Yeah. on the go and so i just had to get to the point where like i just had to remain flexible that, yeah. i mean even to this day it's like well what is the expectation it's hard to really say because you know new things are coming out daily like but more i got i got more of a rhythm now because i know what to expect i know that like okay this may be last minute you know it can can i fit that in so it really kept, came down to like i got to take care of myself if i'm gonna be any good in this format if I'm doing everything just at the spur of the moment as it's been given to me, it's not going to work because I'm going to burn out. Yeah. But now I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I'm taking care of myself. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that means, hey, man, you can't be drinking alcohol. Right? I got to be in my right mind at all times. I got to be sharp. Um, making sure I'm getting some rest. Um, making sure I'm cutting out extracurricular activities that aren't pouring into me. Like, yeah. I can't do that right now. Like, certain people right now I can't hang out with. It's like, yo, I got, I'm, I'm limited. Um, making sure, you know, I'm eating a balanced diet, I'm drinking my water, like doing things that's going to take care of me so I can be of something when I'm stepping into that space and I can be ready to go versus like, if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm going to become more irritable. Like, dad, I'm probably hitting us with a last minute task. But it's mm-hmm. like, if I'm, if I'm buffered and I'm good, then it's easier to step into that space. Yeah, I, I definitely um have been conscious of that, you know, because I'm in person. So yeah, I've been a lot more conscious of that. Like, I'm not I'm going to sleep super early. Like, it's really weird. Like, my body's just, like, it's not something I even tried to do. I'm going to sleep at, like, 10, 11 on some weird stuff. Like, <laughs> I feel like a grown man now and, like, waking up at, like, 7, you know, getting ready for work, planning out my lunches every day, which is really fucking hard. Planning yeah. out your lunches for the next day, bro, I'm not used to that. Um, Yeah, having to prepare breakfast every single morning. You know, sometimes I, I used to skip breakfast. You know, now you got a solid job. You know, you got to eat eat well. Yeah, that that little shit is. Uh, I had to get used to that. I will say though, um, I had my nephew. He's like what five, 
and he's in kindergarten and they're doing online. That shit is hectic. So you you lucky you ain't got to deal with that because that shit is bad, bro. Like See, I couldn't I couldn't do I couldn't do that with the with like elementary school kids. No, <laughs> that shit I mean, is bad. And I could imagine trying to teach something like English science where you got labs or math where you really got to, you know, work through problems and make sure that kids are getting it. Yeah. History is a little bit different because I could just tell you a story on Zoom. I can show you some videos then boom, give you an activity. So yeah. from that like logistical standpoint of pushing out content is, is really not that difficult. But because also with the kids, it's like, as I was saying, they might not be, you know, sitting at the computer. You know, they might be out somewhere with their friends or be in a car somewhere. And from that standpoint, it kind of doesn't matter because you just really need to listen as if like you're listening to a podcast. Yeah. If you're doing like math or something like that, where you got to like break down solutions and problems and use formulas and, you know, apply knowledge, like it'd be impossible. That's weird that y'all don't have uh, standards for them to meet. Like you have to be in a controlled setting. You can't be on the go and stuff like that. That's weird that y'all don't have that kind of stipulation in there. Well, it would be hard to really like monitor that because we can't have their videos up. Oh, they can't have video? I think it's optional with the teacher, but it's just, you know, you just run a, a huge risk when you got yeah. kids on video. Cause what if they do something? What if they do something yeah. appropriate? I was going to ask if they've, if they've been doing that because I've seen it all over the internet. And even with my little nephew on his Zoom class, they have their cameras up and she don't let them take their cameras off. And yeah, it'd be some shit on there. <laughs> Yeah, so I ain't, I ain't man, see, I ain't got, I ain't, I ain't got the time for that, bro. All that other extra stuff. Yeah, it's like you know, babysitting at that point. Even kids like cursing, like they, they curse. What am I gonna do? Like you can't, yeah. you don't do that. I mean, what's the consequence? So it's like if you're gonna have something in place, if you have a rule, there gotta be consequences. And just trying to enforce those consequences, bro. Man, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, are y'all planning to go back at all? See, I don't know. I don't know. And if you've been watching the news, man, and, and granted, you can't, no, man, see, I don't trust the news at this point, man, because <laughs> they just, man, they'll come out with anything. Yeah. Anything that's going to be antagonistic, anything that's going to get them a click of light. Like I saw today, like, oh, a kid that got on the bus got COVID. I'm like, all right, I mean, does that mean that everybody can't go back? It's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's really at a point, man, where it's like, I feel like they should just go back. I mean, I feel like you, yeah. It's I'm gonna be what it's gonna be, dog. Like, yeah. I mean, it's ways to control it too. Like, we have a lot in place for us to control it. Like, it's you can control it. Um, you can manage it. I'd say. I think Hanover is a little bit different in that there's like more money out there, so you got more resources. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. you, so you're gonna have you're gonna have the ability to kind of like, you know, be able to manage it if you will. Yeah. And you got you different. You're working with a different clientele. Out here, where it's different clientele, so it's like they're not gonna want to go back. Like they scared of the virus as a whole. I'm not saying like every every person. For y'all, y'all would need to go back more so than Hanover would, though. Just based on you know, school is kind of like a daycare. You know what I'm saying? And maybe not even it's probably not even just specific to y'all. Everywhere, um, it would benefit you know the the working Everybody. class people. Yeah. So, well, but, I, I kind of say for you, for you though, because you know you you in the uh, the city, right? So, yeah. so yeah, you have a lot more working class people, like like yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I, I think so too. And I, I, I just think, I just think, oh, man, if I was in school, bro.
virtual learning? What is virtual learning? I'm not doing that. Like, come on now. And, and see, that's the part that people missing is like, you got to give voice. You got these people like up here making decisions for people down here. They forget about what it's like to have their boots on the ground. But they get paid these high salaries, so they don't want to jeopardize their job because that's the first person they're going to they gonna come for if something pops off. Yeah. And so it just it just becomes political at that point. But my thing is like, man, if it ain't safe now, it's not gonna be safe then. Yeah, but I don't wanna I feel like I was I was always erring on the side of don't send them back though. But I think Hanover has done a, a thing where like they have an option. So you have an option if you wanna go back or if you wanna stay virtual. I feel like that's probably the best because that just takes all the questions out and it's like, all right, you choose as a parent, do you wanna send your kid back? I feel like that's the best yeah. way. That I gives. feel the same way. I feel like you got to put, you got to empower people to make decisions because, I mean, think about it, man. As a kid, I, I'm just thinking as a kid, man, I'm not trying to be at home all day. Shit. If I had the opposite, if I had the option to go virtual or go into school, I would go virtual. I'm sitting at home chilling. No, but think about it. Like all year, the whole school year, no football, no practice, no nothing, no friends, no talking to girls, no. Yeah, so I'm saying if there's no, well, for me, if there's no football, I'm not going to school. But that's what I'm trying to say is like, I'm talking about school as a whole. Like we got to get, you know, because what's, I mean, you want to sit at home for a solid year. You're 15, 16 years old. Like I remember when I was in school, it was like, yo, that's a place to see your friends. Yeah, no, like, definitely, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like in the lunchroom or like, man, I wonder what that girl gonna be talking about today or, you know, like, oh man, what coach gonna say or there's a lot to it. Well, with Just sports, with sports, they definitely shouldn't, not, should not start until, you know, this all is figured out. But with school, I think the, the option is the best part. Best well, way to go. hard because I know like when I was a kid, when I was coming up, like that was my whole identity and, and identity yeah. for a kid is important. So, I mean, you just took my whole self-esteem. Like, when I was sports, I was nothing, man. I was a different person in the fall than, than I was in the spring. Definitely, yeah. I walked different in the fall. I, man, shoot, I ate different. Like, you couldn't tell me nothing in the fall. The springtime came around where I was a nobody. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. you take all that away from a kid, it's just like and, – and I'm being biased, too. You know, I'm thinking about athletes and, you know, young yeah. people and their identities. But, I mean, you take that away – I think you should have the choice, kind of like in the NFL. You had the choice to opt out. Granted, they're millionaires and they're grown folks, but, you know. But that I, I think that that part of having the choice, it, it kind of intermingles with, like, the other aspects of COVID where, like, should people have the choice to wear a mask or should they be mandated to wear a mask? Shit like that because, like, of course, that's nobody should have a choice to wear a mask. You should have a mask, but – then that gets into the whole aspect of should the does the government have the power to make you do that and all that shit. But well, the thing with the with, with the mask that's just an easy fix. So whether like you disagree or not, it's kind of like that's just easy. Just put the mask on. Like yeah, but it's not easy though. That's the issue. Like it's well, a it's an easy concept, but you know, Americans it's easy to are, implement. It's easy to implement. How is it, how would it be easy to implement? Like what I'm saying. So like for like okay, or you're saying it's an easy fix, like. Yeah, like what I'm saying is like it's, it's it's there's more like if you wear a mask, right? Like if you wear a mask to school or if you wear a mask out in public, like it's not going to inconvenience you the same way as like you can't you can't go out in public. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So comparing the two is a little bit different, and people get into like they have conversations or arguments about things that shouldn't even be arguments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like it it ain't gonna kill you. Yeah, but that. 
and that makes sense but their whole issue is well the government doesn't have the power to tell me what to do and that's the, that's what they're so stuck on which is the stupid shit about it but I mean, the government, they do it all the time. It's just yeah. like America is this place of freedom, but freedom is relative. Yeah. There's like, I, I, use, I always use this like example, right? Like in China, right? You can't, you can't access to, you, you don't have access to what people in the United States are posting on their social media, right? It's all kind of like mandated by the government. The same happens in the United States. Like we're filtered, we filter ourselves. Like there's certain things that you can't post on social media whether it's like you're not meeting the community guidelines or you're just like your peers, like you'll be reprimanded by your peers. Yo, what are you posting? Like you think about someone that plays like division one football on their Instagram, what you gonna see? Football pictures. Right, it's just like, that's just what it's gonna be. Like you're not gonna see anything different. Like we're all kind of like programmed to think a certain way so they don't necessarily have to make it into a law. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing, like, with the mask. Like, it's like, yo, everybody's doing it. It's not a law to have an iPhone, but it's part of the culture. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't have to, and they want to argue, like, laws, but if you don't have an out, if you don't have an iPhone or you don't have a smartphone, you're left out of society. If you don't have a social media or digital footprint, you're left out. Like, so you're not even part of your culture. So I don't think that everything needs to be necessarily, like, a law, you know, from the government. It should just be like a norm of like, yo, let's just do this and make it easier for everybody. Have you watched uh, Social Dilemma yet? I saw parts of it. Like, I was kind of like in and out of a nap when I was watching it. But like, I don't know, man. I, stuff like that is too extreme for me. It's not extreme. I mean, that's just facts. Like, It's, it's fact. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fact, right? So it's kind of like when people are watching that What Is Health video. Oh, yeah. That documentary. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like a lot of stuff, a lot of those documentaries, like they don't, what, what, you might have learned this in college, right? You were a history major. It's like, let's look at both sides. Yeah, they're only viewing it from the, the one side. This side ain't never going to be talked about. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, there's cons for sure to having this technology in these platforms and, you know, but. um. I mean, they hit on some of the pros, but I mean, the cons, are, it outweighs the pros in so many aspects. I feel like. I think I mean, it does too. I think it does too. I think social media, man, is just. I mean, I, yeah. It's just what I, it's what they're doing with it is the nasty part about it. And yeah, I think no social media is just. I mean, I think it's killing our society, bro. Like, I don't. I just because it's not real life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not real life, and it's just like. Yeah, like you ain't about to go up there and like feel good. You know, you're gonna be like, yeah. that, right? I ain't doing enough, or I'm not this, I'm not fit enough, I don't got enough money. Like, there's nothing about it that's gonna make you feel adequate. I think uh, I think I already talked about this, but for people who don't know, um, I'm speaking, we're speaking on the Social Dilemma documentary on Netflix where it breaks down social media and how it's morphed into this powerful thing that everybody is using and iPhones and smartphones, all that. And then it it uh it uh touches on how politics get into that and just everyday life, how everything revolves around your smartphone in 2020 and how uh yeah, like how how controlling it is and how they how they really market and, and strategize to make it controlling to keep you on their sites and all that shit. So um yeah, and um I had I 
when I meant to say something, I forget what I was about to say, but yeah, the social dilemma is like um with the food documentary that you were just talking about, what, what was it? What the health or something like that? What yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I, I'm not enough to really like reference it, like specific things, but I got the big ideas. Basic, like basically, that doc, the the food doc, is uh, with the health or whatever it was called. That basically is just telling you the overall message was meat is bad. Be a vegetarian. Like, don't yeah. eat meat or you're gonna die. Yeah. And they didn't really touch on the other aspect of it, where it's like, okay, what if? everybody was a vegetarian would we even be able right. to feed the whole world like they didn't touch on that um yeah. like i don't know if we'd be able to sustain life if everybody was a vegetarian i don't i don't i don't think that that imbalance there would be able to be sustainable um but then yeah. with this with the social dilemma i mean they hit on the i mean what pros is it other than you get to keep up with your family and you know you shit what else you, you're just connected to the whole world that's the only pro I think we're too connected, man. And I agree. It's like, yeah. like there's a small, there's a small, you know, positive, but I just think we're way too connected and it's like too overexposed. Yeah. I mean, even to the point, like you take away social media, like, man, like something I thought about was like, yo, let's say, let's say you do, let's say you got Snapchat, you got Instagram, you got Facebook and you got Twitter. Mm-hmm. Right, like that. That's you know. I guess that people using TikTok now. So then it's like, well, like let's say you're, like your girlfriend and you, like y'all use all those platforms, mm-hmm. and you got text messages. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, well, you see each other a lot. Then it's like y'all texting, you posting on the platforms. It's like, dude, like at what point? Like, is it you know? It's almost it's almost bad because it's like there's no it's crazy man even with your friends they're gonna be tracking every single thing you do in your life if if that's the case like that, that's what I'm saying then it becomes like I like so how I started setting stuff up so like my last account for whatever reason got deleted I don't know wouldn't let me log in and I was kind of like dad man like I had some connections on there from people that like you know lived in you know Orlando or this place or that place and I couldn't remember their accounts mm-hmm. so I was kind of blown by that. But I was kind of excited to start a new ca- account because it was like I could I could strategize this a little bit differently. Yeah. You know what I said was I don't want no one that like I interact with on a daily basis to be part of my social media account. Okay. It got to be people that like I'm not man I'm not even gonna see them if I ain't have social media I wouldn't even be in contact with them. Yeah, bro. And the crazy shit about this doc is like. I mean, I already knew the stuff they were talking about, but when when they have when they put the developers of some of these sites oh, on yeah, there yeah. and for firsthand like their firsthand account of them seeing the bullshit that goes on and the crazy shit that goes on, I'm just sitting there thinking like I already knew this shit, but like the the way that I like I literally strategize to manipulate my algorithms. Like when I go on Instagram and I go to the explore page. Like, I know if I click on a football picture a couple of times, that's all I'm going to see. If I go to my explore page right now, 95% of the pictures I see are football pictures. I know if there's one picture of a, a, a girl on that, on that uh, explore page, if I click on a couple of, of those pictures right there, a whole bunch of girls are just going to start popping up on my explore page now. Man. And that's how you control the algorithms, and it's so sick. And then the nasty part about that is it's like it, it transfers over to – safari because when i search some shit now when i get back on instagram i see the same shit i just searched and that's so disgusting like why is that a thing that's crazy bro 
Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like it's just it's crazy. They and then it's, like, it's hard to it's hard to di differentiate like what's real life and then what's on there. I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, man. I think Instagram's the worst one. That's my opinion. Yeah, it it definitely is. Um, yeah, because. I think uh, Instagram has, has started a little bit, but um, and this is kind of a different topic, but Twitter has been doing the thing where they're like fact checking and shit and they're trying to like uh, not manipulate, but control what kind of information is getting out to people like trying to stop the misinformation age because that gets touched on in the documentary too, where there's so much misinformation. It's like going back to the algorithms, like I said in um, one of the previous podcasts, like I go to ABC for a lot of my news and I know that is a mainly democratic uh, uh, platform. I'm not going to really yeah. see too much, too many uh, Republican views on there, um, but I'm mindful of that. And a lot of people aren't. So on right. the other side of it, when I see other people posting nothing but Fox, that's all they see is Fox news and that's nothing yeah. but Republican. So now, you know, we're all, we're reading the same, we're, we're covering the same news titles, but we're seeing it from two completely different views. Yeah. And it's like that's why there's such a a, a a polarization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why you know there's such a, a clash between everybody right now. It's like you're looking at the same news that I'm looking at, or the same topics at least, but you're ca yeah. you're catching it in a totally different way, and you yeah. never even see my side of it because of your algorithms and shit. And then and then it's like if someone got a different view, it's like to a point where jokers be blocking people. Yeah, that you know blocked a couple people. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, and it's crazy, man, because it's like there's a difference between, and I've been trying to like, I've been noticing this, it's like, is your virtual footprint more important than your real life physically? Yes, it is at this point, yeah. And it's like, it doesn't do nothing for you. Some like, people have, the people who have figured out how to make money off of it make a lot of money, but yeah, other than that, nah, don't do nothing for you. What do you think about it, right? If you're making money off it, you, you did something to the point where you was going to make money anyway, right? So, like, let's just say, like, a celebrity. You was going to make money regardless if there was a social media or not. You just you just yeah. leveraging it now. There's a very few people that just got rich off of their social media. I mean, it exists, but, look, I ain't... That's the trend right now, at least. I ain't statistician, but, like, yo... You ain't getting rich off no social media platform unless, like, you know how to create and develop these apps. If you can't really, like, I mean, uh, niggas is getting rich off TikTok and and it's funny Instagram videos, but no, no, they are. So it's like it is it's happening, but I'm just thinking like the percentages, right? Oh yeah, it's few and far between. Yeah, like you, like that's kind of a shot in the dark. I mean, people yeah. get rich doing anything. Yeah. But it's a shot in the dark. It's the same thing up there. It's like, man, you're really not going to be but so much of a content creator. Even people try to start brands on there. Yeah. Like, bro, you're not going to be out Nike. I'm telling you, you ain't. Yeah, I feel it. And like, um, they trying to sell stuff on there. They trying to do this. I mean, you might make a few dollars, but and, and once you're doing that, man, you're going to get sucked in. Like, you got to. I feel like that's the people that suffer the most. Like, you got to post. You got to do certain yeah. things. So it's like, you're on Man, they got you. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what I'm speaking to when I talk about these algorithms where somebody who is like has a Republican mindset, they literally are trapped in that that news cycle. Like that's all they see. And then me, mm -hmm. I'm in this this other news cycle where I'm look I'm reading stuff with completely different views and stuff like that. But 
to but I'm mindful of that shit. So I literally go out and look at Fox News and I look at fucking um what's his name? I forget the InfoWars dude. Um Alex Jones. I watch his shit sometimes or um yeah. fucking uh Ben Shapiro just so I yeah. can see that other side of it cuz if I don't then I'm just going to be trapped just like them. And yeah. I ain't got to agree with it, but like I still got to I got to see because shit sometimes they might have a point. I don't know. Man, see I got off the whole man, the whole politic thing, man. I was like, man, after I watched that debate with um Trump and, and Biden, I was like, man. Give me your thoughts on that. Y'all, y'all won, yo. I was <laughs> like, y'all won, y'all got it. Cause I'm just like, dude, you can't be serious. I'm just yeah. like, kind of what you talking about, man. I was the same way, like, man, I'm trying to see this side, I'm trying to see that side, bro. I've been doing that for months, dog. And I was just like, my own mental about to go because I'm just like, bro. These people, man, because even like the whole, even even afterwards with Trump, he going to the hospital, he got COVID. I'm like, bro, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, y'all got it. I'm a vote. I'm a listen. But I ain't about to sit here and convince nobody or talk about it. It's just like, man, I realize people gonna believe what they want to believe, and yeah. the news gonna push out what they want to push out. And something else I realized is like these stories are so short lived. Yeah. They gonna have a different narrative tomorrow. Definitely. Like think about be- the beginning of the pandemic, like what the talk of the town was, bro. Toilet paper. Yeah. Anybody talking about that anymore? Then it went to like you know people staying at home versus not staying at home. They ain't talking about that anymore. And yeah. then, you know mask versus no mask. Like it's just like a different story. I'm just like, man, I really engaged with this stuff. I'm, be, I'm they gonna kill me. Yeah, this shit is crazy, bro. I wanted to ask you what your thoughts was on the debate. I mean, I don't even think there's much of a, like, there's not much of a take you can really give. It's just like, what the fuck was that, bro? Bro, I'm like, bro. I I feel bad for Biden. He was trying so hard to just, like, give his policy and just, like, you know, give the status quo, like, you know, debate. And Trump is just killing them with bullshit, like. I'm also like, we got these two old white dudes. It was funny, man. I went to Green Bay last year, right, to, to Lambeau Field. And I did like a little tour. It was a Thursday night game. The next day I did a tour um, of, the, of, the, um, of, the, of the stadium. So they did like some renovations and stuff. And dude was telling me like, when you hit 70 years old, they make you retire. <laughs> I'm like, we got these 70-some-year-old white dudes running for president. I'm like, dude, yeah. like. Like, put Trump and put aside, or like, how are these dudes the president? I feel like just because there's a certain age that you got to be to run for president, there should be a cap, dog. Because, yeah, I'm just like, you can't be serious. And I mean, like, it, I Biden that, hasn't man. lost it yet, though. You said what? He hasn't lost his, like, I feel like he's still sharp mentally. Um, I know a lot of I, people are going I, at him. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, he looks sharp compared to Trump, but I mean, put him in, like, think about, think about having a conversation with Barack Obama, like, people could debate his policies, if they like him, all these different things, but they can't take away his intellect. Yeah, he was a good um, orator or orator, however you feel. Yeah, like, so get him and Biden in a conversation, you're going to start seeing those discrepancies. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if that's age or just his, his skill, though. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean. Probably. I think it's a little bit of both, but I mean, yeah, Barack Obama, but that's the thing. You should be special to be in that seat. Yeah, bro. Biden is so fucking boring, bro. Like, it's hard for me to sit there and believe like, hey, Biden really got some supporters off of this message. He just he just, you know, sent out like 
it's hard for me to believe he's really pulling swing voters right now. Like he's yeah. he's so boring. Like I'm just thinking, like if I was sitting here wondering who I would vote for as a dumb American who doesn't know anything, doesn't know shit about shit, I'm probably gonna go with Trump because of his yeah. theatrics. Because that's yeah. Americans love entertainment. So, well, you know what I what I I've come to the point, man. I'm just like, can can I live in a world where one day I forget who the president is? <laughs> yeah. For like, that's kind of, like, where I'm at with it. Like, I don't even need you to be – I just need you to fill the seat, man. Just do the job. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? A lot of those political positions, like, they're not really your ideas anyway. Yeah. Like, a lot of it is just, like, you get credit for it or you get blamed for it. But, like, when you're that high up, like, they're really not your ideas. It's the it's the supporting cast, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of – I mean, you're pulled by your lobbyists. You're pulled by, there's just a, you're pulled by your voters. Like you're pulled by so many different variables that like, these ain't your own decisions. It ain't like you running like a, a restaurant deciding what's on the menu. Yeah. But yeah. what I'm, what I'm looking for is, is like, bro, can I forget for a day who the president is? Like, you know, throughout time, like people would say things like people forget like who the vice president is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can we live like that for, just give me like a week off, man. Um, let, me, let me start stuttering when you ask me who the president is. Everybody know who the president is. Eric, man, yeah. shit, you mean like politics, you know. I feel like, um, I mean, of course, I'm young. This is only my second election that I'm eligible to vote in. I, but I still, I, I can't think, I can't imagine that shit has been this crazy for a president, presidential election in a long time. Like, no, no, but what's also what we talking about, the social media component. Yeah. Because, this like, think really crazy. Yeah. Because you get news at the click of a button. And then it's like, what you do with that news, you go onto your platform and talk about it. Yeah. Everybody does it. You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why is election night? Do Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? Like, man, it's going to be, ooh. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. But in real life, that's not how it is. Like, you're not walking down the street, people, unless you're at, like, a protest or something that's, like, really for that. Well, I will say I'm hearing, like, even in my school, the teachers talking about politics, like you, we really cannot get away from it. Like it's 24, even the young kids, like my, my students, they're talking about politics. Some and it's like, bro, I was not thinking about fucking politics in high school. Like uh, neither, they can't bro. even vote. And they're talking about yeah. Trump and stuff. It's yeah. crazy. And um, I think what you said though, like you can get uh, news everywhere. Now Like I get a lot of my news from uh, Twitter. Now mind, mind you, I got a, you know, make sure I get it from the right sources because, you know, some a lot of that shit is bullshit. But I think that's why um, the, 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 what would you call it? The, um, you got to watch over that shit a lot more. Like, like Twitter yeah. has to do a good job of suppressing certain shit because it's so widely avail- available now that if you have no regulation on it, that it can get way out of hand. I think they're starting to notice that. Yeah, man, it's, I mean, because anybody, but a good thing, too, I think it's really about, like, these, like, influencers. Yeah. They got so many followers. Like, how, man, you got 8 million followers, you got 86 million followers. Like, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that is ridiculous. And it's, like, the crazy part about it is, it's, like, they're not really equipped to talk about certain things. Yeah. Like, it ain't like you a Harvard grad political science major. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, their voice is hired. I mean, they have the biggest voice in the room. Like, I, something I think about is, like, I hate when they ask LeBron James questions. Like, it just, man, it's so annoying. Yeah, like, what's your, like, they really want to know what his political stance is. I'm like, LeBron James, do you even read a book, man? Like, if you read, 
like, you know, like if you ask Barack Obama, like, all right, cool, like I can learn something from this dude, but I've never heard LeBron James speak and I learned something new. I mean, I feel what you're saying, but yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. This is LeBron, my dude, so I ain't. No, nah, I mean, I like him too as a basketball player. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But every time they but, interview him, it's like, bro, you being deep for what? I don't want. Beat. I don't want to make it seem like he shouldn't have a political stance, though, because you know that shut up and dribble shit. You know that's real touchy. But that, I know you're not saying that. Nah, I, nah, I nah. know what you're saying though. Like they really, they're always trying to plug and poke. Like every time something happens in the news, they want, oh, what's LeBron's stance on this? And it's like, I mean, yeah, it's cool for him. Like he's a voice for a lot of America. You know, the youth that that love him as a basketball player. But he don't need to be the you know the go-to person for his political nah. stances. Well, my thing that was getting me was like the Breonna Taylor situation. They kept asking him, like, yeah. he, want, he want justice for Breonna Taylor. Well, I'm looking at it like, well, what do you mean by justice? Yeah. What, what is, I mean, spell it out for a dog. Like, say specifically what you want. And I think, I think this lady, once she asked him, like, she asked him that specifically, like, not about Breonna Taylor, but what do you want to see, you know, change within the United States? Mm-hmm. In a roundabout way, Joe couldn't answer the question because he don't know. Yeah, you know it's such like, a broad question. You have to really sit down with that. But that's what I'm saying. So you can't have these demands. It's like, man, I want you to change. Well, change what? And then yeah. how? Like, I get what you're saying. Like, okay, you need to change. But, bro, we got to have, a, like, uh, some steps. Like, this is and what we need to do. That's not just to LeBron James. That's a, I think no, that's a for big, sure. I think that's a big theme for the whole Black Lives Matter thing. It's like a lot of times a lot of these people are saying certain things, but they don't know – exactly who to go to what they're really calling for shit like that yeah, they like they like defund the police i'm yeah. like dude if you defund the police they they they, they ain't got no money you gonna take from what them cops ain't making bank I, I i side with defunding the police but i say i would say more so demilitarize instead of defund probably like if somebody asked me i'd probably say demilitarize not defund but well see I, it was funny man i was at a coffee shop it was an old time alexandria this past week i was in a coffee shop man I was just trying to mind my business. I was just trying to read my book, drink my coffee, bro. It was Sunday morning. There was an older guy, a, a white woman, and, and I think, I guess they were married or they were in a relationship, you know, middle-aged people, and they were talking about that. Like, they were talking about, like, you know, social matters, and, like, I was just listening. Kept listening to what they were saying. I was like, man, they missing the whole picture. I was like, man, I said I'm going to talk politics. I, I had to chime in. Yeah. I had to chime in. I asked him politely. I said, hey, it's okay if I interject my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it was like everyone was focusing on like defund the police, demilitarize, as you said, or whatever. And it's like, these are great, grand ideas. Because the point that the guy was making was like, these police officers are really just trying to make it back home. Like, they're just trying to do their job, do what they need to do, and then come back home. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I was like, man, we got our eyes on the wrong ball. Because it's not about like, the police officers themselves is really about the system in which we do policing. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, like for example, where I live right now, it's like, bro, I can see a police officer all day. Mm-hmm. But you go 10 miles that way, dude, they got police planted in their neighborhood. So they have regular interaction with police officers. And yep. so it's like, what can we do as a system that makes it so like police officers don't have to sit in that neighborhood? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then here's this. You do that, you take away jobs. I mean, there's this, it's all design, man. It's kind of like, even in like um, ancient times, bro, like in order for those pyramids to get built, they needed the slaves. 
Yeah. And so people don't like they they see these things. They're like, oh, it's messed up. But it's like it's by design. And it's like, how do we come up with another system? Like, it's just, you know, because it still doesn't fix the problem at the root of like, yo, our impoverished communities are living like third world countries almost. Yeah. And when you have low income, you have poverty, you, you have crime. Yeah. And my my demilitarize the police doesn't really uh, apply to that, because I think. When I say demilitarize, that's a whole different subject than, you know, taking police out of our neighborhoods because that, you know, that that's two different things. Demilitarizing, of course, isn't going to um, help my impoverished communities, you know, come up from, you know, it, it escape yeah. the the over policing that they're seeing. Um, I feel like that's two different issues for me. But, yeah, the I think we've already spoke to that. Yeah, just taking the police out. But then what are you going to do after that? The next step is to you know, resources and, and applying like a different, a different system, a different method of actually helping the community, you know, rise and, and, and um, come about the gutter for real. Well, I said, um, what I said, what I was saying at the coffee shop was like, I said, they should, yeah, the word, they got, they got to come up with new terms because the term, like words have triggers to them. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is like, people don't like being taxed. I don't care yeah. who you are. Nobody like paying taxes. But I was like, man, we got billionaires and trillionaires in this country. It's like, they. I'm not saying, I'm not saying there's any got attack. I feel like they should have more, you know, philanthropy and giving back, you know, to yeah. the to the to the to the to the bottom people in our society. I don't know how or what that looks like because I don't want to de-incentivize them from their great efforts and the things that they've been able to tilt the scale. But I'm just looking at it from like taking care of one another. But it's like in America, it's more like I'm gonna get mine. Yeah, I'm gonna get mine regardless, and like not even thinking of like, what are you trying to get? Yeah, I, like I said, yeah. Once you get to that point of excess, it's like, what are you, what are you doing do? at that point? Yeah, yeah, bro. Like it's just like they they lose sight of like, yo, what those communities look like, and what can we do to improve them? Yeah, but yeah. I don't understand the whole I don't want to be taxed thing, lower my taxes and all that. Like, I don't think people really understand what taxes go to when they say shit like that well look man look we are nobody like paying taxes of course care. but think about it like this right so this past weekend i went to like this italian restaurant right and that joint was like final bill after like you know tip and all that was like 92 dollars mm -hmm. right it's like I, don't, I didn't have to eat there i could have taken that money and go help someone who ain't eating yeah it's the same it's the same concept when you're making all that money like lebron and them like they got a lifestyle they're living. Like you living in mansions, you're doing this, you're doing that. And like, that's literally, that is literally the American dream mm -hmm. that you can make it up to the top. Reality is most of us ain't going to make it. Yeah. But like that is everyone's goal. Like that's why you, and even if they don't realize it, like your job is to climb up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that's what they're trying to do. And so like the, the, the opportunity for you to be in that class is just unlikely. So I'm not saying like implement a socialist model, but I'm almost saying that because yeah. it's like, yo, I'm not, I'm not going to make it to the top, bro. I'm not going to be a billionaire in my lifetime. Like people well, say I'm not a big dreamer or any of those things. It's just like the likelihood of that happening is like, bro, come on. I think the, the biggest thing, one, the biggest thing is the tax that those billionaires and millionaires, whatever, the tax that they pay should be adjusted accordingly. And it shouldn't. Now, I know Trump is like calling out the Democrats for making it, uh, you know, 
a a a loophole for them to avoid certain taxes and shit like that. But regard, I don't care who did it, because I'm not a simp for for Democrats. Like if they did it, you know that shit should still be reformed. I don't care who did it. Like yeah. they be paying taxes that are applicable to the money they're making, right? So it should be adjusted, and it should you know have a real impact, like. You know, taxes that get taken out of my paycheck, that impacts my, you know, my livelihood. Like, that shit hurts. Um, yeah. But I understand it, and I'm cool with it. Like, you look at any civilization that that really rose and came to power, taxes is a mandatory. Like, that's oh, yeah, every, every civilization from the beginning of time, yeah, they all had taxes. You know what I mean? Like, and but, like you said, the rich, it's a rich man's game in America. I guess it's like that other places, too. I just, you know, I live in the United States, so I'm, I'm partial to living here, but, like, it's a rich man's game, man. They make the rules, they enforce the rules. Like it's just like, hey, just throw us a bone. That's all yeah. we asking. Throw us the, a bone. The next thing I would say though is I really I don't know if I said this with you, but I feel like the American dream is not applicable to the average American in the form of social mobility is not as uh as promised or as um you can't see to it as as uh, much as they say that you can like the mobility in the average american like my parents didn't go to college their social mobility or economic mobility is very very slim to none you know what i'm saying like they're well, kind of stuck for sure like it's, it's literally like you can only climb but so high yeah and then there's like kind of what i was hitting on at the beginning if you're working every day like, bro, it doesn't matter. You better just like what you do because at the end of the day, like, you're all going to be doing the same thing. Yeah. So, like, like the guy that's debt-free, making 150, he's still waking up tomorrow to go to work. His money's just being allocated to different things. Mm-hmm. You're just consuming something different. Like, you're eating at different restaurants. Like, you're living in a bigger house. You're driving a nicer car. But at the end of the day, bro, like, you're still just waking up in the morning going to work. Um, like, none of us make that much money where like you can afford to just not clock in every day. Yeah. You know I'll, I mean? I'll ask you this. Cause I think I asked uh, one of my, one of my guests on my previous podcast, do you think uh, America is headed towards, and of course, you know, this might be a, a stretch, but do you think a civil war is, is uh, brewing? No, no, no. I don't think that. In no capacity. Nah, I don't think so because, nah, I mean, nah. Because it's not possible or it's just not heading that way? Maybe a war, like, against the police, but, like, not against, like, kind of how it was, like, the North and the South. Like, I I don't see it that way because, like. I I think a red and blue really is what I'm kind of speaking to. Politics have always been that polarized. Like, I mean. And I think it's amped up now because of social media, but it's like. And that might like be I, the thing that tips it over the, the, the tipping point, though, is my argument. Let's say, let's just say like me and you had an argument, right? Like say we had a differences of opinion on something like. Us lashing out on this, really, there's no impact, really. Maybe we're both in a bad mood when we leave our computers, but there's not going to be like any physical consequence. Like we're too far apart. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of how I look at it. Like, there's just wars on the internet. But in real life, I mean, like, you have these protests, but they're still even small. Like, if you watch the news, you would think this Richmond is just burned to the ground. But even in that, it's like, it's only really a fraction of the city. So that's kind of, I don't know, like, I don't think the interactions online are being enforced in person. 
I see what at you're the saying. same extreme. It's like, I think there are, I think that does linger over. Like people are aware of like what's going on. Like obviously like people are wearing masks, like the hypersensitive about things like, but like the, the, the friction, I don't think is the same in real life. I would argue that, but I, I know what you're saying. I know you are, you're right though. Like you're right that this, this virtual world that we live in kind of prevents it a little bit. But then when you see shit like, you know, what happened in um, Portland and shit like that, and, you know, even the Charlottesville um, a couple years ago, I feel like we do have that capability of going to that point. I just don't know what percentage of, like, I don't know at what scale it would be, because clearly we've had it in, in small scales in those two instances. Um, I don't to know be to honest, man, I think we too individualize as a country to do that. Like most people, like on their day, you spend more time by yourself than you know, yeah, than you do in groups of people. So you would have to literally come together to, you know, like I, I just don't see that on a regular basis. Yeah, know, I just I don't know. And our military personnel is too strong. I'm not, I ain't going out there. They start showing up with tanks and rifles, and I'm going back in the house. So I just don't think, I just don't think that, I don't see that. I mean, uh, I think, hopefully, man, I put my views out there. I hope Trump loses the election and all this just kind of like subsides. Like it just kind of like, you know, stops getting talked about in the way that it's getting talked about. Like it's almost like there's a lot of animosity, at least in the virtual world. Yeah. But, but when I was in the coffee shop talking to those people, I could tell the dude was a Trump supporter. I could just tell. But nobody left that conversation bad because, like, you're monitored, bro. Your body language, like, you're not, you're trying to be sensitive to other person's feelings. Like, on the internet, yo, like, you banking about it. Like, body language is out the door and anybody can get it. Yeah, I, I feel that. But I do think it can get to that point because I've seen it get to that point um, where, where, you know, you're in person and it does boil over. But, yeah, yeah. Over, over the internet, I mean, yeah, it can get there. 20 times quicker just because oh man yeah because you can send out a message yeah and not give a fuck because you know there's no you know yeah repercussions behind it um i will say though like the tension that is there 24 7 with the just the the uh what do you what would you call it um the i forgot the word for it, it is a, it's a word for it but um you know, just choosing your team and, and having having um all these signs out in your front yard oh, yeah, to yeah. identify, make sure people know that hey, I'm on this side. Like that shit is really crazy to me. And um, I've never. I mean, I'm young, so I'm still realizing shit. But I don't care if it's a Trump or a Biden sign. It's like, why do we need that in your front yard or on your shirt or on your car to make people know like, hey, I I choose this side, and I'm you know. I'm with these guys. Like that's really, that's really weird to me. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's. I mean, I know it's always yeah, happening. It yeah. You were saying something? No, I agree. There was a um, there was a dude at the gym. He had on a uh. Hold on. You still there? Yeah. All right. Cool. There was a dude at the gym and he had a shirt on that said, keep America great. You know, and it said like Trump 2020. I'm gonna say something to him. I'm gonna, I was gonna ask him like, 
Come on, dog. For what reason? Here, lift the weights. Like, you gonna bring your political views into the gym? Like, for what reason? But I was like, you know what? That's his right. Like, he's allowed to do that. Who am I to tell him, like, what he should and shouldn't be wearing? So I just left it alone. But I do still have that thought. Like, you know that's divisive. Why would you do it? Like, it's almost like you're paying for a team. And it's like, dude, Trump does not care about you. Even on the other side, Biden does not care about you. They care about their own agenda, man. Like, you're at that age. You're playing for legacy. Yeah. Like, you're playing for your goals. Like, no, they don't care about us. They're so far removed, man. They're going to live maybe, what, another 10 years? Yeah. You think those dudes are empathetic? Once you're that age, you've experienced so much of life, and you know how much bullshit exists. You are so – your emotions, especially as a man, your emotions are so far removed <laughs> that, like, man, you do not care. Like, come I, on, man. I honestly – if Trump loses, I think that's going to be really scary because if you see how, how, uh, I don't know what word to use for it, but if you see how amped up and crazy and fucking, uh, how much of a, a lunatic all his, all his supporters are now, when he yeah. loses, that's just going to amp up for them. And then for him, he doesn't have the same incentive to keep his mask on, I'll say. Um, with all of his his bullshit and racist ideologies, I feel like so. I think it would be worse if he lost. I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, that's definitely uh, be interesting, man. And that's and that, it's just a thing like someone like that don't need power. Yeah, <laughs> like you're giving the wrong dude power. You know what I mean? But I don't know, man. I want that joker to lose. I mean, <laughs> but, it, but it's kind of funny though because now it's become like. You know, politics at this point is just like I want to see him in particular lose. Yeah. Um, I think it's crazy. Like, if you if you just like a, a level-headed person and you just watching that debate and listening to what they really had to say, what did Trump lay out for his policy? Like, what 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 plan did he put forth? Like, there was literally no plan, no policy besides lower taxes. That's all I heard. Um abolish Obamacare, but what are you going to put in place after Obamacare? He couldn't answer that question. And he well, still think, hasn't abolished Obamacare. Yeah. So. Well, the thing, the, thing, the thing that, like I said to myself after like watching that debate, I said, like, man, I ain't about to discuss politics anymore because it's like, it, you can tell whose side people are on. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you, you, there's no convincing them. Like, if, if, I'm, a, if I'm a Trump supporter, right, someone's going to say, they're gonna, they're, they'll have an answer. Mm -hmm. Might not might be a bullshit answer, but they're gonna have an answer to defend him. If someone's on the other side, they're gonna sit there and attack everything he said. And because, like, the system, I mean, our system is way too big. Like, how do you have one person representing 315 million people? Yeah. So you have that many people, that many opinions. Like, there's always gonna be gaps. And so it's just like, for my own, like, like my own mental state. I mean, I don't even get into it because at the end of the day, you know, I may be ignorant in saying this, but it's like, you know, my life. Our lives are gonna look the same no matter who's in office. Like, not saying there can't be certain things that like change, but just like overall, like it's just not that. Like, I'm not saying it's not important. Like, I'm not trying to like, belittle it, but it's like the things I do day to day are still gonna be the same. For the most part, yeah. Um, it definitely depends on who you ask, what age, what ethnic group. Yeah. But yeah, and that's the good thing about America that, generally speaking one man one president can't change you know your whole livelihood um but i will say like i 
my my girlfriend is uh hispanic so like it really uh it has a huge impact on them um so yeah it just depends on who you ask like but yeah yeah but also depends like what like are you are you a citizen here are you like are, are you established here because at the end of the day like no matter what your background is we're all americans yeah like that's how we're all kind of you might go into like certain rooms and people may look at you differently because you look different but at the end of the day it's like we're all americans now if you're someone trying to get like citizenship or you're trying to get over here like whatever that may be then like yeah that's impactful mm-hmm. like i remember one of my friends he's nigerian and like for his um like his graduation like i think his mom ended up making it i don't remember but i remember it was just a lengthy process in yes. order for her to get a green card to get over here or visa or whatever those terms are I mean, maybe it was a visa i don't know whatever documentation that you get from another country to come over here for an extended period of time it was just a lengthy process mm-hmm. so from like that standpoint like yeah but if you're already a citizen and you're living here not much is really going to change yeah um i mean it depends uh but yeah generally speaking yeah you're right um, yeah, like, I mean, if we get down into, like, the nitty-gritty, like, I mean, of course, like, him being in office makes an impact on my day because I can't, like, escape, like, Trump news. Yeah. Trump supporter, like, like, can I forget that, like, you're a Trump supporter for a day? Or can I forget, like, oh, Trump just got out of the hospital. Okay, like, and you start thinking, oh, did he really have the virus? Like, bro, I could have so many more productive thoughts than if Donald Trump had a virus. Yeah, and I, I bro, I said it, I really don't want to be into politics, but it's like, if I'm going to cover news and what's going on, like what else is there to really cover other than fucking Trump? No, nah, no, nah, for sure. For sure. It's, it's entertaining. Like it's, it's stimulating. It like makes you feel alive. Like it evokes your emotions. Like it's controversial. Like, and as human beings, that's what we are, man. We like our emotions evoked. And so much of this shit should not be controversial, which really blows my mind. But uh, I guess that's whatever. Like, no, nah, no, nah, I agree. Some of this stuff is just like, come on. Yeah. Come on, yo. Like, Roe v. Wade should not be controversial. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, yo, this dude killed another person. Like, he not gonna get in trouble at all. Like, I ain't saying it ain't accidental. I ain't saying like the other dude ain't do nothing. I'm just like this joker just walking out clean. Like, yeah, that's how it is. Um, so I agree. Some of this stuff, man, is like, come on, bro. All right. Well, I'm gonna get off that real quick. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but. Um, what do you think about Dwayne Haskins getting benched? I did see that. See, I, I, I haven't watched the, um, watch a lot of the Redskins get, I'm not surprised. Football come team. On. Huh? Football team. Stop playing. Hey, come on, man. I'm not surprised. Like people, people go to Washington to kill their career. Like, they, yeah. like, it's just like, it's just. What do you, what do you think about it in terms of him being in, this is I'm not trying to be that guy, but what do you think about it in terms of him being a black quarterback? No, I don't think it has nothing to do with that. I really don't. Like he just the, the next guy gonna struggle, man. Kyle Allen gonna struggle. Like it just doesn't matter who you put at that position. Like the Redskins have had so many I guess they're not the Redskins no more. Washington I, football team. I said football team. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like in my lifetime, they've had so many coaches so many quarterbacks like they can't get any kind of consistency i think it's the organization man you 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 give them aaron Rodgers, man they'll mess it up i don't think i don't think aaron Rodgers is gonna mess it up but i see what you're saying 
it's just the system, bro. Like all these things are systems. Like if you look at the good teams, the good franchises, they're very consistent in what they do. They're good from the top down. Yeah, like I like I'm I'm a Packers fan, so it's like people are like, oh, they need to draft a receiver. That ain't Green Bay, man. They don't draft egos. Like they take dudes, man, that are like, hey, you gonna work. You're gonna be humble. Like they take these undrafted guys, they take these late round draft picks, and they're like, hey, you're gonna fit into our system. Yeah. You may not be an Antonio Brown, but like you're not gonna give us ego. You're not gonna give be a distraction in the locker room. And like the Redskins, man, they just <laughs> and man, where do you start? They got so many problems. I I just wanted to see your take on that because I mean I of course have my uh views and I don't know if it's because I don't know if I mean I'll say this it's not like Ron Rivera is not racist he didn't do he didn't bench him because he's a black quarterback I'm not saying that it's just you know the growing theme of it all you know dates back so far with I mean, dog, they won one game this year. <laughs> It, he only, we only played four, and we're in a rebuild. We're in a rebuild for the whole organization, not even just the team itself. The whole. So it's really, it's a really bizarre situation. I was, I was just gonna see what you said, see if I got down my rabbit hole. But actually, it's not even a fucking rabbit hole. It's well, the thing is, is like you won one game. The team you beat is terrible. It'd be different if it was four and zero. You were two and two, or like three and one. But they one and three, and then it's like. It'd be different, too, if, like, Kyle Allen kind of makes sense because he was with Ron Rivera in Carolina. So it's kind of like, you know, people try to make it about race sometimes, and I, I don't think those situations are um, applicable. Mm -hmm. I just don't – I mean, I just – I don't I don't think so. I mean, they weren't winning. Like, if you don't win in the NFL, like, you got to make a change. Like, you have to make a change, and you're going to start at the quarterback position – the only part that I don't agree with, and Kyle Allen ain't gonna do no better. <laughs> yeah, it's that, and it's the fact that uh, it, it's more dynamics to it in this instance because he was a first round draft pick last year, only played a couple games, and then yeah. this year was supposed to be his, you know, his year to really develop, and you only give him four games to do that. So, well, it, well you look at like RG three. I mean, he went there, had one good year, may never heard from him again. Now he's back up in, in uh, Baltimore. Well, he got hurt though. So well, careers go, man. Didn't Dwayne Haskins get hurt last year? No, he didn't get hurt. He ain't do good though. <laughs> I he mean, do good this year. He was literally playing for a coach that didn't want him, and that that coach got fired. So he played for another head coach who changed off. It it's been. Man, it sounds like an organizational problem to me. Yeah, and we're pulling the. You know what? I ain't even gonna get into it. But yeah, I just, it's, I just think they got problems, man. They always have problems. When has when have the Redskins been good? I mean, don't say all that. We not the red dated football team, and I forgot. Don't say all that. We was decent, and we was decent before Alex Smith broke his leg. We were like a six and three team or something like that. More, I forget. I'm talking uh, about for the season, man. Them jokers, man. 2012, 2012, we was good. RG three tours ACL and had other injuries. Uh, yeah. uh Other than that, I mean, I don't know. I forget. But, but even then, like when RG three was playing, they went like ten and six. They was like five and five. One playing the NFC East. Who y'all? You in NFC North? Y'all play who? Man, y'all's division is one. The dude, the team that's in in the lead right now, they got a is below five hundred. Yeah, we was in the lead until Eagles won. So now it's a, yeah. We and have the Eagles two. Are terrible, man. But you know, even to that point, I've noticed that there's a lot of bad teams this year. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Definitely. The um. The uh. The what's what you call it? COVID really. 
um, hurt he things. But care, man. there's a lot of scoring though, which is weird. Scoring, I think scoring is up. Um, I think that just speaks to the bad defensive play though. Yeah, these dudes, man. I think they're they're losing motivation, man. I mean, you got to go in there every day. You got to get tested. Like, just a man. I could just imagine. Like, that'd be annoying. Yeah. No I mean, fans know, would be really weird too. No fans. Like, it's just. I think, man. No man, I, I I like it because Green Bay is winning, but like I think I think the guy like Green but see Green Bay is built for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Because they got guys, man, that just want to play football. Yeah. You know, it, it, Green Bay is a lot like Lee Davis in that way. Like you ain't gonna have the kids that you got at Highland Springs, but you got dudes that like gonna show up and play and play hard. Yeah, definitely. And that's and that's kind of how I look at, like, Green Bay. It's like, they're – I mean, of course they got Aaron Rodgers, but other than that, dude, like, he's really a superstar. Yeah, for sure. They got Devontae Adams, but he ain't never playing. <laughs> Don't always hurt. Um, so, Are you watching this debate that's coming on later, Vice President? Yeah, yeah I'm going to watch it, man, just so I can stay in the loop of what's going on. And, <laughs> I geez. feel like – I feel like uh, Kamala's gonna throw some throw some punches. She's definitely gonna be more entertaining than Joe, but I know she's gonna contradict some of the things he said because she's a little bit more progressive than him. Well, you know, see the thing, man, with these people, they're gonna be people. People have already decided if they're gonna agree with her or if they don't agree with her, and that's yeah. the part for me. I'm just like, so if you were AKA, you went to a certain school, you were a certain color, a certain background, that you can identify with her. And it's like, I mean, hey, man, look, that lady still married a rich white lawyer. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that, that throws me off. That. But... They, they gonna ignore that. They gonna... I mean, yeah, I, bro, I, I'll tell you straight up, I'd vote for, I'd vote for her if she was president, just all for her being black. Like, That's what I'm saying, bro. So if people do the same thing with Trump. They don't like Trump. They just like, I don't want that person being there. And so it's man, it's the same on both sides, man. It's just what side do you can you align with more? I I can't. My morals, my values, and where I come from and my culture, I can't relate to Donald Trump. Yeah. All people probably can, and that's yeah. the people that vote for him. Yeah, that's why. That's why I don't. I mean, some of the shit it's really uh, aggravating, but. For the most part, it's like, you know, you if you take a trip to the other side and you really look at it, bro, it's it's just same shit, different color, you know what I'm saying? Nah, for sure, for sure. It's, man, look, we all we all, we're more alike than we are different. Yeah. Um but, but yeah, yeah, man, I'm definitely gonna check out the debate, man. I'm interested to see how the election goes. Um I just hope we get a that was a bone, man. 2020 just like, dang, bro, like, um, like, yo, I never expected all this, man. I I, I don't know if I asked you this, but do you think people, do you think my generation, when they come up and become president, you think shit will change then? Yeah, yeah, think- yeah, for sure. Things are different now than they were 50 years ago. Absolutely. Okay. Things are already different. It's just like, you can't see it. Even from 10 years ago, man, like, it's way different. Like, yeah. Like, think about it, even, like, the name-changing of a school. Imagine if you heard racist rhetoric right now in a school. Man, you would get expelled almost. Yeah. Let some kid call the other kid an N-word. Man, what? I don't – I've always said I don't know if it's changed as much as it's just reinvented, though, and just morphed into something else. 
it depends on how you look at it, but I would say as a whole, like it's definitely changed. Like it's definitely more inclusive. It's not, you know, where it necessarily needs to be, but it, mm-hmm. oh, for sure, it's definitely changed. I feel it. It's definitely changed. Like, and I would even say, so that is, so we talk about like the, the, the technology um, standpoint, like that is one of the benefits of technology. It leverages those things. Yeah. And get yeah. people an understanding, like, because you can't, like, even if you live in a certain like, area, like you're still going to be exposed on this on the technology to the discrepancies that exist for the african-american community like yeah. you can't avoid it before you could you could just stay in your own little bubble but man everybody's on that phone you're gonna see it yeah and you got you got white folks talking about it's blackout tuesday <laughs> come on dog. like what you talking about this stuff ain't different <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, well i mean the more I'm, the more I'm seeing a lot of videos from the past, you know, past, um, you know, sit-ins and shit like that. I'm, I'm really paying attention. I was like, I see some white folks in here leading this, um, not leading, oh, yeah, a sure. part of it. But yeah. I really ain't, I ain't even think about it like that back when I was, yeah. But, um, I will say though, we definitely, uh, the the school name, uh, we got it to. I think they chose Mechanicsville High School. So <laughs> we bring, we got, we got bring you back. Um, the most generic name they could come up with. They won't try to add no controversy. Mechanicsville High School. I think they had Twin Rivers or something at first, and people were like, "What? We didn't vote for that. It's not what we wanted." And then they went back and voted again, and they came up with Mechanicsville High School in like Twin. What is it like? Some Hickory Middle School? I forget, but yeah, some generic shit. Yeah, they trying to. I'm tired of hearing about this. I wonder if they're going to change the colors, though, because that gray still is like, I feel like that's still a symbol, um, even though people don't know that. Um, it's not, it ain't that big, like, yeah. Um, but that yeah. That was like, man, yeah, they, they changed the name. They, when they, when they going to drop it? Uh, Drop what? Like the... The name. Like, put it on the building and shit? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, hopefully soon. I think it still has to. I think a meeting is coming up in the next couple of days for it to like officially get approved by the board, and then yeah. I guess they start the process. But we talking about Mechanicsville High School. <laughs> <laughs> we all guessed it would be that too. You said what? I said we all guessed that it would be that just because it's so simple and like yeah, can't ain't, ain't, got, ain't got no minorities in that school. Yeah, it's bad. Um, the staff, man, they don't want that, man, because you start saying stuff and they, they man, they're not trying to hear all that. I will say, I think my the principal at my school, I think he's done this. Uh, 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 I don't know if he's actually like done it on purpose, but I have diversity in my teaching staff, which is actually really, really weird. Like, I think there's like three of us that are, you know, um, black. Oh, no, it's by design, bro. Don't, hey, look, it's by design. Like, it's definitely by, by design. Plus, the kids that you're going to get there or what? Uh, they're, I think they're mostly white. Oh, they are? Yeah, which is it actually surprised me. But I mean, if you think of the county makeup, I mean. Yeah. No, so I stand corrected on that. I stand corrected on that. Yeah, but yeah, and I will. I mean, at a later on a later podcast, I'll talk about it more. But yeah, the shit that I see and I encounter in that school is uh is definitely eye opening when we think to the greater themes of uh just public schooling and shit like that. Um, I don't know. I ain't gonna touch on it too much, but I will on one podcast. Um. I don't know. I might do it with you or something, but because you could probably speak to it more too. But um, yeah, the 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 breakdown of uh the the diversity in my school is definitely um a lot better, and I think that's because of my principal. He, uh, in my interview, he really showed me that he like 
It's really the way his way of thinking is really uh I wouldn't say progressive, but like he doesn't he doesn't sway to a certain side. He's you know a level headed thinker, and you know you gotta be if you in that seat. Like you kind of gotta be in the middle, understand like both sides, because if not, yeah, you're just not gonna last long in that seat. Yeah, we were we were definitely uh connecting on certain stuff, and um he was putting me on to some shit that you know I didn't I didn't expect that in the interview for a, a teaching job. So, but yeah, yeah, we got we got to get Drews back in Hanover County, bro. <laughs> Norfolk ain't cutting it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe when this virtual stuff is done, man, I feel I have a different mentality, bro. I just ain't I don't I ain't, I ain't doing no virtual thing. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you were in Hanover County, you'd be in person. Um, man, they probably had me masked up, bro. I can't breathe in that mask all day. Oh yeah, we we take mask breaks and stuff like that. We go out at, um, at least once every block to. You know, See, take I ain't trying to do that either, bro. Yeah, I don't know if a big school could do that. We only got thirty kids, so it's pretty easy for yeah, us. Yeah, ain't mask break. I gotta wear a mask all day. I'm talking behind the mask, like. Yeah, I, it's definitely gonna be virtual. <laughs> at, but at the same time, bro, I don't want COVID, so I just kind of put up with it because. Yeah, I, I mean, you, I mean, you got it. I mean, at the end of the day, if your job's telling you to do that, like, you really don't have a choice. Like, you got to do. Like, if they say tomorrow we got to go back, you got to wear a mask. I can't tell them no. They, they paying me. Yeah, definitely. So, but hey, man, that's that's just what it is. Yeah, I feel it. Shit, I appreciate you for coming on again, bro. Uh, I know a lot of people are gonna like this. People like hearing from you. Um, I gotta ask you to do another one in the future too. I know I'm gonna have some more shit to, to talk to you about. Yeah, 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 for real. Just stay in contact with me, bro. Of course. Um, but yeah, I hope I hope people like this. And um, yeah, I mean that's all I got for y'all. So uh, I'm out. Uh, thank y'all for listening to another episode, another podcast. Um, I'm out. All right, later.